0: you're listening to the clarity cloud podcast where we bring our intentions to fruition and wake our creativity out of hibernation i'm your host angie mason together we are the seekers we are the dreamers dreaming ourselves awake gray skies black heart i need to find some Scared. What was that? What's going to happen next? I don't know. I'm just really scared. Looking straight into the abyss and questioning fear. As far back as I can remember, invisible monsters always existed in life as well as very real ones. The fear of monsters under our beds, in our closets, on the other side of the door. The Unknown is Terrifying. This episode will focus more on the imaginary ones, the ones that we create in our daily lives, the ones that we manufacture in our minds and ultimately have some control over. You know those fears, namely the ones that evoke fear in our hearts, making our skin pale and stomach turn and sink. Who knew the imaginary realm of manufactured fear held such power with very real world physical outcomes. It really messes with you, if you let it. The fear of possibility, the fear of the unknown, the fear of failing, the fear of success, the fear of running out of ideas, the fear of being rejected and on and on. Being a creative person and artist, you deal with a great amount of potential fear factors constantly. How do you cope? How do you wrangle any scared feelings that may arise, whether you are making something new or simply trying a material for the first time? Or perhaps it's a bit of performance anxiety, stage fright, fear of an exhibition's opening night, interviews, social media it's all a crazy tangle of knots we have to untie and certainly stumble over in order to find the right balance of courage that works to get through and past it for instance as a visual artist it can be a pretty scary process knowing that so much of what we do will go either unfinished or never even started at all or how about that moment you're about to share your work publicly Do you have that lump in your throat, that lump in your throat moment, frozen, cement feet planted in the ground, unable to move toward the reality that awaits you, say, at opening night? Is it a fear of people or lack of red dots, a fear of disapproval? Why do we let these fears creep in? Why can't we just believe in our powers, in ourselves, and be excited to share it with others, no matter if they approve or not? No one is liked 100% of the time. There are always going to be trolls and haters and critics. It's just a part of life. Why do we have to allow our special moments to be stolen from us, hijacked by our fears, getting wrapped up in some kind of dramatic horror show? I think we can push past it and allow ourselves to feel more joy in those potentially scary moments instead. Brain games, personal doubts, we all have them, we are all human, and that's the very reason why we really need to believe in ourselves. Because eventually, others will believe in you too. Be confident and brave in your creative endeavors or whatever journey you're embarking on. Your belief in what you do will give it power, and not allowing fear to make you shrink down like a wilted wallflower will let others believe and follow along with what you're doing. Performance anxiety. As a solitary introverted person working within a personal visual realm for the majority of the time, coming out of that shell can be difficult, but it can be done. Think of it as an opportunity to be able to meet others who already already most likely happy to meet you and even if they aren't that's okay your work brought out emotions and feelings in others and that's meaningful because it affected someone else deeply no matter what just connect allow yourself to feel joy and pride for what you have accomplished be proud of yourself it's okay to feel this way visual catastrophes materials Meltdown. Now I'm speaking as a visual artist here. Have you ever been working on a painting and reached a point where you slow down out of fear? You're almost scared to really paint. You get too precious and this fear of messing up just creates a bigger obstacle in getting your piece to the place where you want it to be. When I find myself in this predicament, instead of letting the precious fear lock up my hands, I just mix a new color and paint over the area where I was lingering on too cautiously or just begin fresh and confident in my mark making. When we become too precious with our work we are nervous and scared. The next move might mess everything up. We are not being honest and confident. We are giving ourselves over to fear. Try it the next time you find yourself becoming too precious Either just paint over it and start over, or go do a fresh piece to shake off these nerves and then return to your work confident and clear-minded. Blank canvas tabula rasa. Tabula rasa is a Latin phrase often translated as blank slate in English. It originates from the Roman tabula used for notes, which was blanked by heating the wax and then smoothing it. This roughly equates to the English term, blank slate, or more literally, erased slate, which refers to the emptiness of a slate prior to being written on with chalk. Both may be renewed repeatedly by melting the wax of the tablet or erasing the chalk on the slate. That feeling of blankness, of a blank slate, the feeling of starting over, a new beginning, that can be terrifying. Facing every new painting, drawing, and journal, That blank surface that greets us sure feels like a lot of pressure sometimes. For me, the way that I quickly get over this is just by laying in color blocks or mark making and automatic writing. I just start the process. I don't think too hard. I just get into it and let things form. Don't get hung up on the blank slate. Red dot danger. Do you let yourself get wrapped up in worry if you will sell your work or not? Does it affect the actual work you are making? Do you create work that you think might sell? Or do you manage to take a more healthy route and separate the two stages and create work out of a real deep rooted place of meaning within yourself and then decide after the fact to try to sell it after it is created? That red dot panic I have seen people get hung up on, it seems to be such an unhealthy damaging cycle. Some I have seen put all the worth and value into sales, and when they were lacking, it drove them to give up on their creative self, never producing any work ever again. Showing in a gallery obviously has financial goals to sell the work and make money, but somehow there has to be a way to not devalue yourself or any unsold body of work just keep going. Selling is great, but whether or not your art is fitting into a current art market shouldn't be the guiding force for your creative process. Well, maybe that's your goal, but... Simply as a human who is creating something for deeper meaning, knowing that if your work doesn't sell, it still has value. And you certainly have value as well. Don't get too hung up on the red dot panic. It is okay if you don't sell your work. Keep trying. Eventually the right people will find you. There's a quote from Oscar Wilde that fits within this idea of artists and money and finances and that quote is when bankers get together for dinner they discuss art when artists get together for dinner they discuss money digital distractions social media meltdown. Getting over the fear of sharing yourself on a public platform online and also learning the right amount of what you want to share is an individual journey and a choice we all make for ourselves. Do what feels right for you. Just keep your heart open and let things get in. There's a quote from Rolo May from the book The Courage to Create, Social Courage, It is the courage to relate to other human beings, the capacity to risk oneself in the hope of achieving meaningful intimacy. It is the courage to invest in oneself over a period of time in a relationship that will demand an increasing openness. The glowing void of comparison and doom just learn to recognize when your brain starts to go down this path and turn off onto this dead-end drive focus on your path don't let other people's journeys blur your direction of where you're going we all have unique circumstances and groups of people we engage with nurture that be grateful for that don't feel scared that you aren't as whole or exciting as someone else's life. Competition, comparison is a nightmare. We all have those moments. And they can be terrifying. Yet, we don't have to let it take over us. Realize that it's not real. Shake it off. And know there is enough sky for all the stars to shine. Same goes for artists. Just do your work. Make your visions path. Don't focus on another's person's life path but they're on, just doing that makes yours blurry. So focus on your path, embrace yours, and proceed with excitement. There's a quote from the book Art and Fear that says, habits are the peripheral vision of the mind. This quote to me says so much of how good creative habits will help keep you on a clear path, not letting any amount of fear that rises up blur our intentions. If I just keep at my drawing and writing ideas and pushing them along, even when worry and fear creeps in, the constant act of creative habits will help steer you in a good direction, rather than letting fear steal you away from yourself. External factors, the things we don't have total control over, real-world fears and daily headline politics. Yes, we live in some truly dark, dystopian days. It can make you want to curl up into a ball sometimes. But how can we channel this fear into something more productive? For myself, I found getting involved with issues I cared about and taking part in charity shows that helped raise money toward helping whatever cause that the event was circled around. I also took to getting involved in various protests and making signs and artwork to communicate my frustrations rather than sit paralyzed in fear. I wanted to remain engaged. I also wanted to be productive and those were some of the ways that i have navigated these rough waters but also how do we navigate the daily bombardments thrown at us making us exhausted and dizzy from all the headline news my answer for myself was simply to turn it off and only consume in digestible amounts allowing me to keep my wits straight and actually be of some help to myself and others around me. It can be a rabbit hole void. We can easily get sucked into that pit. And I know I need to be engaged yet. I also need to find a healthy balance that works for myself as a citizen, allowing me to remain engaged not only with my country, but with personal goals. It's a real balancing act. So this is a blurb taken from the author activist Jennifer Hoffman of Action checklist for Americans of Conscience. I think of her words that she wrote and how true they are in regards to caring for ourselves during these challenging times. They feel like they can be helpful when dealing with feelings of fear and exhaustion in general. Basically surround yourself with a strong support system that is understanding and shares your values so you can hold each other up during trying times. So this is what Jennifer had to say. Looking to nature by Jennifer Hoffman. Have you ever watched a flock of Canadian geese migrating together across a clear blue sky? You've probably heard that the chevron formation allows them to drift on each other's currents, making it possible to travel farther with ease. All of my life, I thought these geese followed the leader at the tip of the V, the one with the best sense of direction and the most powerful wings. But I learned recently that each goose takes a turn at leading. As the leader tires, another goose takes over and takes their place and then another and then another. They all know the way and that takes them far. Watch them closely and you will see. Rest. Realize that you've already been flapping for months. Rather than take a permanent nosedive, begin to accept fatigue as part of the journey. Just like these geese do, when weariness arises, give yourself over to it. Give your wings time to rest. Allow yourself to glide while others keep flapping. Return when ready. Just like these beautiful birds, when you are more rested, you can glide into the lead again, taking action, speaking out, and standing up for what is right. Your honking and flapping helps the whole. I've included the link for Jennifer's site in the show notes at claritycloud.blogspot.com. Another fantastic quote I am loving because it's taking the fear we feel and turning it into something positive that can act as a catalyst, knowing the importance of what we're about to create and experience. The quote is from the book, The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Are you paralyzed with fear? That is a good sign. Fear is good. Like self-doubt, fear is an indicator. Fear tells us what we have to do. Remember our rule of thumb. The more scared we are of a work or calling, the more sure we can be that we have to do it. In the end, the fear we manufacture in our mind is really part of the whole process of life, of being human. But I believe we can wrangle it and keep it in check. Knowing we all as humans face fears, whatever they are, makes it all a little less scary knowing that we are all going through this in regards to creating We are not alone in a vacuum. We all share this emotional experience at different times in our lives. Yes, there are so many real-life fears we all fight against daily in the world that we don't have control over. So knowing in regard to this creative realm that we all share a similar emotional experience brings some sort of level of comfort in knowing that the fear we manufacture in our minds can be controlled by us and shut down, we just have to have the courage to face it. Some further resources I have included in the show notes that you can find at claritycloud.blogspot.com some various links to inspiring helpful words from some online authors to some key solid books on the creative process that I personally have found helpful in my journey, many of which I read during my time in art school, yet I will find myself going back for words of encouragement when I'm feeling a bit lost. I hope they can bring you some comfort as well. Thanks so much for listening to episode five fear. I hope you're enjoying this podcast as much as I enjoy creating it for us. If you would like to show your support, you can do so in various ways such as becoming a patron at patreon.com slash Angie Mason. That's patreo dot com slash Angie Mason. You can also simply donate at paypal.me slash angiemasonart. Or if you simply are a fan of my art and want to follow along over on Instagram or Facebook, please find me at Angie Mason Art. I also wanted to mention some upcoming existing art events that I have going on. The first one that I want to mention is uh, this past spring, I took part in a cat exhibition during a cat convention that was curated by the fantastic parlor gallery in Asbury Park. The art is on loan to Catsbury Park in Asbury Park, New Jersey, where you can go and adopt a cat. And any artwork that is sold through Catsbury Park, a portion of those proceeds will go to help this organization. The artwork will be available through the summer. You can request or inquire within to Catsbury Park or Parlor Gallery to see the work. In addition, in August I have a group show that I'm going to be taking part in August 4th at MF Gallery is their 15-year anniversary show opening over in Brooklyn, New York. I will post more info regarding this show as the event gets closer over on my Instagram and probably on my Twitter, at Angie Mason Art for both of those. Or you can just simply visit mfgallery.net for more information on the show. Again, thank you all for following along on this new journey. If you have any questions, you can just tweet me at Angie Mason Art on Twitter. Twitter, or email me angie at angiemason.com. A huge thanks to all of you who took the time to subscribe, rate, and review over on iTunes. It really helps a lot that you guys took the time to subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you. It really helps this podcast grow. And if you haven't yet, please consider dropping by iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. Till next time, guys. I'm Angie. Dream yourself awake. You have been listening to the Clarity Cloud Podcast. Please comment and review and follow along by subscribing to this podcast. Your engagement helps us reach a wider audience, allowing us to grow. So thank you. You can also find us at claritycloud.blogspot.com. This is where we will be posting show notes as well as links to our podcasts and other fun treats. You can also reach me on Twitter. Tweet me at Angie Mason Art. I'm your host, Angie Mason. Thanks for your attention and hearts. Keep doing, keep being, and dream yourself awake. See you next time. It's all blue skies and clear hearts from here on in.